Hi, my name is Shaquez Campbell. I am the owner of KB Direct Consulting, and you are listening to the Million Dollar Mind Podcast. What's up, millionaires, especially for all of you out there that have been exploring the endless opportunities of starting your own podcast. I think it's only right I tell you about Anchor because I use Anchor to host my own podcast, the Million Dollar Mind, and not just because it's free like all hosting platforms should be, but Anchor offers unlimited space for content, free distribution on major platforms like your Apple, Spotify, Google, etc. free mobile and desktop recording tools. And the best part is you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. To learn more about Anchor, be sure to visit anchor.fm or follow the link in the show notes. I'll see you there. What's going on, millionaires? You're listening to the Million Dollar Mind podcast, episode 126 on moving business cross states. Welcome back, millionaires. Welcome back. We're going to be talking about today moving your business across states and not only just moving your business from one state to another. But also you're going to realize it may be important to restructure or revamp or refocus the brand or the business in which you're moving across that state to make it make sense for the state that you're moving to. And I've had my good friend Shaquez Campbell join us for today for today's episode. But before we get into that, I got to remind you guys, if you're loving the Million Dollar Mind podcast. If you're rocking with me, you're rocking with the guests that we have, you're rocking with the episodes, make sure to go down and leave a positive review or, you know, just leave an honest review, leave some honest feedback. Let us know where we can improve some episodes that you want to hear in the future and make sure to leave us a rating as well. So we know how much you guys are enjoying us or not enjoying us. Really, I just want some feedback. Let me know how you're rocking with us. But that is all. Let's get into today's meat and potatoes. All right, welcome back to the Million Dollar Mind podcast, the number one passion and attraction podcast in the world. Thanks to each and every single one of you all. This is the only place for tips and tricks on identifying your passions and attracting opportunities to make a living while living your dreams. As I mentioned earlier, we have my good friend Shaquez Campbell, the owner and CEO of KB Direct, which is a staffing firm. You guys are going to hear a lot from Shaquez. But just so you know who he is and just to kind of share some fun facts about your quest, he's an entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur. Also, like I said, the owner of a sales client relations staffing firm, and he took his entire business from ATL to Tennessee. But it wasn't in the traditional way. It's not like he just moved the business and the employees and, you know, set up shop in a whole new state. No, he had to revamp and restructure, retrain, just redesign the whole process and the whole focus behind his business. And it's a pretty interesting story. So I'm super excited to bring Shaquez on the show. Let's get it. All right, Coolio. So uh, pretty much where we left off, because we were just talking about, you know, the fears that you had initially from moving from Anderson to, to Atlanta. Right. So yeah. And to finish that one off, that was a, the, the initial step of me, because I, I don't think, you know, looking back, now I don't think I was 100% prepared for it and I know 100% that I was I was uncomfortable completely I was meeting new individuals on a daily basis I was meeting people at work on a daily basis 
So for me, it was just uncomfortable, but I'm grateful that I did take that first step because it was that first uncomfortable step, that first big step of relocating to a, you know, a brand new region, a brand new state, which is what allowed me to take the subsequent steps that follow mm-hmm. after that, right? So with anything that came up, oh, I have to switch a new career, or let's say now that I'm owning KB Direct and something big comes up, we have to make an adjustment with the client, or I have to make an adjustment with one of the agents or something of that sort. That decision, which three or four years ago would have been a very big decision for me and a decision that I struggled on making, those decisions and those, you know, adapting in those situations became so much easier because now it's like I can look back like there's no way I I, I moved to Atlanta, you know, by myself. I was able to start this new career, start this new industry altogether. Um, And so I know I can definitely make this decision or make this change now. So I think that goes back to taking that first that very first big step that stepped me out of my comfort zone and ever since I've been outside of my comfort zone I've just been I've been stepping further away from it and I've been becoming better a better individual every day that I that I look away from my comfort zone absolutely and once you do it once you can do it twice you kind of already broke the ice with that first move yeah and I mean I've even had that experience myself of moving from home to Miami then Miami to Atlanta now to where, you know, it's not as scary the second time around. But unlike, you know, unlike um, myself, for you, that second time you moved, it was, you know, like a, a business decision. It wasn't more so right. a decision off of, you know, getting out of, you know, a, a messed up environment or an environment that that lacked opportunity. It was more so now you're making this decision on, you know, business. Um Let's talk about that transition of transitioning from now Atlanta to Tennessee. Do you feel like you've lost any momentum at all for those who may be thinking about moving their business from, you know, one place to another uh, during that initial move? Do you feel like you lost any momentum? Uh, I wouldn't say I lost any momentum. Uh, I would definitely say that when I first made the move, I was there was maybe a week um, of time where I was slowed down just a little bit. Uh, with getting like paperwork and the backing back end things all together. But once we, you know, KB Direct officially did make the move and everything was launched, we were launched in Tennessee um, in, instead of Atlanta. Things really took off super fast for us. I think it was the way that I approached the situation. Um, I approached it very intentionally knowing, OK, we're here now. We're here in Tennessee. What exactly do we have to do to make sure we stay in Tennessee? Right. So I think it was the approach with that. Um, but Part of the decision making process, again, takes us back to the to to the T-chart, looking at the pros and cons. And there were a lot of opportunities in in Atlanta that fit, fits my business, that fits KB Direct. Um, there's a lot of places down there or a lot of people that I could have relied on that really would have helped us a lot and would have kept that momentum going. Um, but I'm at this point, all of my decisions are I make the decision as if my business was a person. And I know that sounds very weird or as if my business was, you know, a baby, which it basically is. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I put myself in my business position and see what's the best location. Right. So as as you mentioned, uh, Kai, just a few minutes ago that I do a staffing agency. So KB Direct is a staffing or recruiting agency. And so the main thing is I'm trying to see what location or what business venture best fits KB Direct and the brand that we're building uh, as far as recruiting. And when you do research on that, and of course, you have to do research anytime you are making a big change or anytime you're switching industries altogether to make sure that that industry is you know, fluid enough for you to join in. 
um, without it. I wouldn't say without it being too hard, but, you know, just making sure that, that the industry isn't oversaturated, something that you could come into and still be successful in uh, with that. And I'm sorry, I lost my I lost my train. Q. Where was I? <laughs> no, you good. So you was talking about like uh, with the staffing uh, and, and you actually was getting into my, my next question was it sounds like you was getting into how you redesigned the opportunity, right? Like how you came in there with the idea of the brand, you know, going in one direction to now doing the the research that you did to find a whole new wave or a whole new lane that the, that the brand can go in. Uh, so we can, you know, really just talk about that next, you know, as far as redesigning the opportunity, you know, what were some of the steps or what were some of the things that you identified that made you realize, because I remember when we first talked about KB Direct, you know, its its purpose, it, it served a whole different purpose than the purpose that it serves now. So how did you identify the opportunity to switch purposes and adapt so quickly to be able to, you know, have the brand that you have now? Right. I love that question. So KB Direct did start off in the digital marketing industry. So more so like third party advertisement industry. Um, and that's something that that has started because KB Direct was first initiated in the very beginning of the pandemic. So I would say maybe mm-hmm. around February, March of 2020. Um, and that's when we were branded as as a digital marketing agency. And that's something that I was able to do. Um, you know, personally, that's not necessarily something that I had a lot of friends that were able to do or a lot of colleagues that were able to do as well. So with the decision and, and this comes, I guess I should have mentioned this first. This comes before me relocating to Nashville, I thought to myself, okay, what is something that I'm really, really good at? What is something that I can easily teach to someone? And what is something that people definitely need, right? And before I jump into that, everything is, and and that's how you get to the recruiting aspect of it, because I I do believe, and I did at the time believe, that I'm a very good recruiter or a very good interviewer or staffer, whichever way you want to look at it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think that it goes back to, you know, knowing exactly the skills that we have as individuals. And I did enjoy the direct marketing, but when I was able to personalize the, the, the brand of KB Direct to a recruiting brand, it picked up way more momentum, right? Uh, so basically, and in, in the way I was able to get to that decision on how to switch to recruiting is basically research, looking around me now, looking in Atlanta, looking here in Tennessee and looking in South Carolina, what are things that people really, really need? And what is something that people are willing to buy, right? And if you look at it, and if any of you guys have ever been in sales, and I think you said this just recently, Mr. Kyle, that, that you're consistently selling yourself. It, it doesn't matter. If you go to a restaurant and, and they have the menu up, they have to sell their food based off of the menu while you're at the register. Um, mm-hmm. A car lot, they have to sell the, the way that the car lot is set up. Most people don't know, but they position the cars in a certain position. So that as people are driving by, they're bought or they're sold onto, you know, the way that the car lot, the car lot look. And then they go into the car lot and now they're reeled in. So one thing that I know that I'm able to sell extremely good is recruiting. And I would say communication, which, which goes hand in hand with the interviewing skills. And mm-hmm. I know that that's something that there, especially during the pandemic, a lot of people were looking for with people switching jobs, with people, you know, leaving their current field. Um, I know that that was an extremely high demand. So I took one of my skills that I know that there's an extremely high demand for right now. And I went and I made the best out of that. And that's how we were able to transform KB Direct from digital marketing over to recruiting. Yeah, And I mean, it's, it's, I, I could see how you guys picked up momentum so quickly because you you literally switched the brand from product based 
to service based, service based. Uh, in a sense. So like, so, so now like you're servicing other people where you're creating opportunities for other people, as opposed to just a product that people can buy. Now you have a service that people can buy, but also a service by servicing and bringing opportunities to others that, that really need those opportunities. Um, and, and, and so that was really the, the purpose of the restructuring. Uh, and I'm glad to hear that it picked up and, and gained momentum so quickly. In, in your transition, what is something that you think you overthought, you know, and learned was actually not that big of a deal or not as important as you made it seem? So this is a good question. Let me think about that answer. You said something that I overthought that I feel like wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, like you, you like you in everything. this process of restart, <laughs> you you overthought everything. Yeah, I don't. I'm I'm gonna give you a specific answer though, but you know I'm an overthinker, which is never yeah. good. But so everything was overthought. Um, let's see. Let's see one specific. My bad, you. Nah, bro, you good. You, that's a that's a that's a very yeah. multi layered question. It's not yeah. really a question that can just be, oh, yeah, it was clearly this. I mean, unless you really overthought that, I could definitely understand how that would be overthought. But was it maybe, let let me help you out with some options. Was it maybe, you know, systems and processes? Was it, you know, trying to have this big, you know, brochure so that you can send it out to people and get people reeled in? Uh, Was it, you know, any type of, um, you know, outsourcing or, you know, outreach, how you were reaching to these different uh, staffing, you know, or people that needed staffing and things like that. What was like, what was the main thing that you could identify that when you actually had these things figured out and now you have the success that you have now, was something that you could think of was like, man, I was doing all this stressing about this and this ended up being the last thing I had to worry about. So I'll, I'll say, and I hope that this answers your question the way that it should be answered. Um, I will say one of the things that I did did overthink in the very beginning was how I would financially start up my company. Um, I'll say that that was one of the biggest things how or how I would financially keep the company going in order for it to return a profit or in order for it to come out of that red zone where you're equal and you know you've you've made your debt or you've you've made more than your debt or profited off of that. And I'll definitely say that uh, because, you know, it all depends on what type of business you're starting up or which industry you're going to. Some people may do drop shipping. They may, they may need to pay for, you know, inventory at first. Some people may go into a clothing line. They may need to go ahead and buy their inventory as well. Um, with us, we did have a lot of inventory to buy at first once we did rebrand ourselves. And I didn't really have the best, you know, plan for the amount of money that it needed to start up. But I will definitely say that I was able to, and now that I did look back, creating this plan was what helped us. Um, I was able to create a plan because at the time of KB Direct first launching, and even when we were still, uh, you know, a digital marketing firm, uh, I was still working a nine to five job. I was still working a nine to five career. And mm-hmm. I think you did something pretty similar a while back, um, Mr. Kai. So I was mm-hmm. able to specifically write down my break even how much I have to make to pay my personal bills. And then I was able to see how much I would have left after I did pay those personal bills. And then I would take that and feed that to my nine to five as if I was feeding my nine to five baby milk or Similac, right? Whatever it's called. Um, so mm-hmm. I think that was a big thing. One of the biggest things that I did stress was, was how to financially prepare for it. And then after I 
made the decision to stay on to my nine to five longer until the company was able to go ahead and pay for itself and pay for my nine to five. Um, that's when I kind of realized, okay, so this isn't going to be that bad. And another thing is there's a, a big question and I wouldn't, I don't know if I should say overthinking, but there's a big question that I would, and I still do it every now and then. I assume almost every business owner or entrepreneur does it. Um, there's always those questions is, is, oh, am I, am I going to fail? Is, is the business going to make it? Or am I good enough to do this? Are the people that I hire going to like me as a manager, different things like that. And then I realized that one, as, as long as I'm literally just bettering myself, or as long as I'm literally just, you know, learning something new consistently and being honest and transparent with my team, or you could say building a relationship with my team, then the company, company will continue to grow itself. So when we first started the company, I was the individual that was doing all of the interviews, all of the onboarding training and things like that. And now I've been able to push a couple of uh, a couple of our individuals to where I no longer have to do that. Right. To where they're pretty much helping out with those things. I've been able to teach them those skills and teach them those processes. So now it's to the point to where KB Direct is growing by itself without having to have my hand in it. So I think that was a big thing. Like, am I going to make it? Is Am I going to be able to survive? Right. So that was a big thing, though. Having those limiting beliefs. And, right. and limiting beliefs is like normal. We've even spoken about this on another episode with um, Dr. Shade Callwood. She's a, a psych, psychologist, a clinical psychologist. She was talking about those limiting beliefs and, you know, that flight or fight mentality. And anytime you jump into something new, like that's a natural uh, a natural uh, hormone that's released through right. this stress hormone called cortisol. It's like a natural hormone that is released when we jump into something new. So it's just about having that confidence and having that faith and just, like you said, continue to do the work uh, so that you have and build that confidence so where you can push through those limiting beliefs, like you mentioned. Um, as far as, you know, reach like a retraining process, did you like, I'm not sure if, the first version of K KB Direct had a staff in comparison to uh KB Direct 2.0 or you know the new improved KB Direct. Right. But if so, was there a retraining process or did you need a whole new team um uh for that? Right. So are you speaking of coming from the direct marketing to the to mm -hmm. the recruiting? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I did need um a whole new team. A lot of the things had to change with our processes and the way that mm -hmm. we advertised ourselves with the way that we we ran the company. So I didn't really have to do a retrain, but for that brand, I did need, you know, in order to rebrand ourselves, we did have to have a whole new team. And mm -hmm. our team is now remote. So everyone's like pretty much across the United States. And I think that helps us out a lot with, you know, not being limited to the candidates uh, mm -hmm. that we can choose. But there, I would say that there wasn't really much of a retraining process with other individuals. It was more so with me retraining myself on, you know, what I'm waking up and doing every day and in the process that I have so that by the time we were able to bring on those, the, the new team or bring on those new individuals for KB Direct, um, those would already be set in place. So that, that, I do like the question, but that is a, something that I did during the transition, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, rather than bringing on the team and then doing that. Yeah. I, and I was getting ready to follow up with that question. If not, you know, the team, what was the, re the retraining process like for you being the, the mastermind of the operation and, you know, the CEO of the company, what did that retraining process look like for you? Uh, so I appreciate you for answering that, you know, um, 
at your own pace. And so now that you have your brand established and it's growing at an exponential rate uh, and even growing at a rate that you don't even have to have your hand in the in the the pot as, as much as you used to. Now that you have much more free time, what is more important uh, in your new environment, right? In this new this new space that you've created, is it culture or training that you find is 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 more crucial uh, for for your team? So I would say, I would I would definitely say culture. Um, mm-hmm. Culture is is one of the top things that I focus on because I don't plan on being a hundred percent you know active or in the in the front. Um, all the time. And I want to make sure that after I'm moving on to something else, that the culture is something that can remains. So I would definitely say culture is the number one thing, making sure that everyone's accepted, making sure that we're being all inclusive, doesn't matter, you know, your background, sexual orientation, politics, none of that matters. I would definitely say that. And one thing that I've learned is that as the culture improves consistently, like we do anonymous feedback forms, um, to where people are able to just give their feedback on what we should improve as a company or even with the culture. And I noticed that once we implement those, like those recommendations and the culture improves, everything else improves as well, right? People are more willing to pay attention during training. People are more willing to put in more work during training. Um, people are more willing to communicate with us and let us know that, you know, they have certain things going on. So we, it, it helps improve our communication level with each other because we're able to talk about pretty much anything. Uh, so I will definitely say culture. And I don't remember exactly where I got it from. You, you may know or you may have heard it before. Um, people only leave for, for two reasons. It's either the culture or the work itself. So you can say the people that, that they work with or the work itself. And I believe that if the culture is consistently improving, people will be willing to get better at the work or people will be willing to stick through the work. Uh, so I definitely, number one, I would say is culture. That's probably our primary focus above all else. Mm-hmm. I, I 100% agree, you know, and and to your point, you know, for sure, if people feel like they're coming to a place that they love and they feel welcomed and, you know, their voice matters, when it comes down to training, people are a lot more receptive as opposed to if you've just focused solely on training and you have no culture, you got a bunch of zombies, a bunch of empty shells in your training, yeah. you know, just kind Definitely. of there because they have to be not there because they want to be. So that that to your point, you know, I definitely would agree with you and culture being uh, important and something that, you know, new business owners could take from this episode of, you know, defining what their culture is going to be in. Uh, figuring out strategic and creative ways to establish some sort of culture in, in, in their uh, their business or work environment. Um, so what do you think, Quez, would be like a um, uh, a mindset? What, what should be the type of mindset that one should adopt to do something similar to what you did? Let's say that this person, you know, is stuck in a rut and may have put themselves in a position where they started this business that is not catching any momentum. Uh, they're no longer passionate about the the industry that they're in, but they see an opportunity to where they can totally rebrand and and do as you did. What what, what would be some of the mindset that a person should adopt to do something like that? Yeah, I love that question as well. You have amazing questions. <laughs> oh, appreciate that. <laughs> Definitely. So I would say um, one thing that I personally live by, and of course I can only speak for myself. Um, one thing that I personally live by is, is I have a quote, uh, which is by any means possible. 
and and I have actually this is it's not in here, but I have like this huge board. I think you may have seen part of it, and it it pretty much highlights every big step that we take as a company. And it has on there the 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 moment that KB Direct was first introduced in my mind as a digital marketing agency a couple of years ago. And then you see, or not a couple, almost a couple of years ago. And then you see where I first created the idea of switching to um, the the recruiting aspect of things. And right after that, this is where I'm getting to, right after that, you see where I pretty much threw in the towel with the company. I'm like, nah, this will never work. This was before I even filed any paperwork to, you know, even launch the business officially. I'm like, nah, this isn't going to work. People aren't going to do this. I have, you know, such and such telling me no, or either I can't afford it. Whatever was going on at the time, I completely stopped everything, threw away the towel, put all, put everything to the side. And I think I even got a new computer. So I, I don't even think I kept any of the information that I had at the time. And so looking at the board now, it's a really big thing for me because I know that if I would have 100% stopped at that time, if I really would have given the towel at that time and I really would have gave up at that time, then I wouldn't be able to see the the you know the company that KB Direct has become. Like I and I love the fact that I didn't quit at that time because I've quit a bunch of other things, um you know in the process or in the process of learning it before. And now I see that if I would would have just kept going, I see exactly where. And I, I would probably hated myself if I would have found out that I would have quit and then it would have turned out to be the KB Direct that it is now. Um, so I do think it's the by any means possible thing when things happen, whether it's with relationship, um, whether it's with finances or family, or even if something happens with the business and the business isn't going well, um, there's there's this by any means possible to where you have to just accept what's going on, put together a plan to fix what's going on, and you have to keep moving forward. That's that's a big thing. No matter what, you have to keep moving forward. Absolutely. One hundred percent. You got to keep it's not over. Uh, and, and I even would say, you know, failure. Right. You don't fail until you stop trying. Right. Right. You, you can't say I failed if you're still working on achieving what it is that you're trying to do. So like you like to your point, you know, just keep on trying. And as long as you keep trying, you haven't failed yet because it's not over till it's over. Right. It's not over until you say, hey, I'm no longer willing to put in any more effort or any more. Uh, money or resources to this goal now i can mark it down as as a failure or a learning lesson for lack of better words but um okay that's that's interesting in hindsight do you feel like it bit you in the butt you know getting rid of that computer and losing all that data and those resources that you had on that old on that old computer uh so the best part about that is i had a friend at the time and she had a flash drive that i ended up having to use and everything was on that flash drive so i met her a little bit like this was actually a few months ago where she's like hey you know i have your flash drive and i'm like oh snap they got all my documents my pictures and everything on it so i did get those documents back um but i do think that it did kind of affect me in a way uh because if i would have kept going at that time or if i would have stuck with it at that time kb direct would probably be a lot further um i will say if i would have just stayed consistent with with everything i think mm-hmm. i answered that right yeah yeah definitely key word right there consistent right consistency right. is 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 the tell talk tell tell master of you know momentum right if you want any if you want to gain momentum in anything you, you got to stay consistent in it so um Man, that, that's interesting to hear. And I, I'm really curious about this next question uh, for you, Quez, because 
I mean, with your business, you are, you know, doing a lot of good for a lot of people as well, for a lot of companies as well. Um, where in what you do now uh, did you find your passion? Where in, you know, the the opportunity that you've created in, in KB Direct, are you most passionate uh, or do you enjoy the most? I love that question as well. So I would definitely say, and this is something I talk about a lot, and I'm pretty sure you guys hear it from a lot of other leaders, uh, but something that I, I probably do love the most or the thing that I'm the most passionate about at KB Direct is because we're on such this fast-paced growth right now, I'm hoping that it lasts forever, uh, but because we're on such this fast-paced growth, there's a lot of individuals in the company that are doing things that they never thought that they could do or that they never thought that they would do. Right. Mm. And to see those individuals trust me with their career or to see those individuals trust me, you know, with their livelihood and, and being able to learn new leadership skills or just learn new professional skills. That's where I'm really that's where I really get gratified at. That's where I get the gratification from, um, because it, it is a big thing for one to have individuals trust you as a leader or trust you as a manager or a business owner. It's another for them to actually or for you to actually see them apply those things that you're teaching them and to be able to see them grow and get better. So I just I love the I love the team. That's a that's a very big thing with me. I love the team. And that's where that's where my passion comes from is because we're we're seriously consistently growing. Um, For example, we just had someone do a promotion speech on the first. We had someone do a promotion speech on the first and she had listed some of the things that she were that she was unable to do. Or I had asked her, you know, I had met with her and taught her exactly how to do it. And, and during her promotion speech was when she told us, like, hey, I, I don't think that I can do this. And she was like, Quiz was Quiz was all in my ear. He was pushing me. He was making me do it. So when I finally did it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can definitely do this. So when I heard her say that, that really, you know, that was really satisfying to, to be able to see that. So that's a big mm-hmm. thing. That's a big thing for me. Them trusting me with their growth and actually seeing them grow. Yeah, and that's it. That's- yeah, and that speaks volumes to your level of leadership as well. To have people, like you said, take that chance to, to go out on that whim uh, and put their livelihood, their growth, their opportunity in your hands, and for you right. to deliver uh, on their expectations says a lot about your leadership. Says a lot about you know how actively you listen to your team, and that's what uh, we need a lot in our leaders. And those are the type of traits that I'm sure our millionaires are listening to right now going to say, okay, this is a trait that I need to adopt. This is a trait that I need to adopt, uh, so forth and so on. So, man, yeah, switching gears just a little bit, Quest. You know, this is a segment that I enjoy. It's called Rapid rapid Fire, right? So we are getting ready to wrap up our our conversation for this evening. And first, I got to say, I appreciate you for taking time out of your evening and having this conversation with me and walking our millionaires really through your process and how you've been able to go from uh, point A to point B in your career and the things that you've learned along the way. So uh, kudos to you for joining us. Um, yes, sir. Thank you. It was an honor. Absolutely. So this segment is called Rapid Fire and is brought to you by Poddex. I got five random questions I'm going to pull out of this deck. And, um, you know, you just going to answer, with, you know, the the try not to overthink it, but have fun, I got be you. brief, be brilliant. Most <laughs> importantly, have that, have, have fun, right? It's just to lighten the mood up. Cool, cool. Coolio. So first one is, what's something that we would never guess about you or most people would never guess about you? Something that you would never guess about me. Mm-hmm. 
I guess you could say I have my firstborn. No one looks at me and they're like, oh, he, he has a kid on the way. I guess I'm not sure of this one. But I guess that will be it. I have a firstborn on the way here December, the end of December. Right around the corner, man. Congratulations on that blessing, man. Sure. And I also Happy want to you. go to the moon. <laughs> I think and you, you want to go to the moon. I want to go to the moon. I have to go. I, I didn't know that one. You need to check out. You need to get with Elon Musk ASAP then. Out, trust me, him and him and Richard Branson. I've been studying. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna get that. Cool, yo. All right, what is the weirdest tradition that your family has? Weirdest tradition that my family has. So I'm not sure if it's a tradition, but we are we're super close family, and my mom was like a single mother for a long time. So anytime we're all in the same household and we're like getting dressed or we're about to go out somewhere. Everyone just goes to the bathroom, like to to stand at the counter, whether my sisters are brushing their hair and we're putting like our cap on or whatever we're doing. Everyone just like stands in the bathroom and we're all just talking. So when my mom got married, she's like, it's like five of you guys. Why are you guys like all squished in the bathroom just talking? But that's just something that we has. I don't know. That's that's like our safe place as a family. We just go Mm -hmm. to the bathroom and that's where we're able to talk about everything. Yeah, that's, that's the pre. That's yeah. the pregame. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Yo, that's a. Nice, I guess that would cool be a weird trans, uh, a weird tradition, though. <laughs> hey, that's that's a pretty cool tradition, though. All right, that number three. If you got stuck in an elevator and were forced to listen to one song and one song only, what song would it be? It would be "Am I Wrong" by Nico and Vince. It's one of my favorite songs. Trying to think of am I wrong? Yeah, that's, that's it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. that's it. Hey, I mean, shoot, that, that, I mean, that's well. I, I guess that's a so. that's a pretty upbeat song. So yeah, I mean, it'll, yeah. it'll be hard to you know get in your feelings and be panicking in the elevator right. with, with that song. Right. All right. If you could eat only one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? If I could eat one food for the rest of my life, it would be pizza. Oh man, you and I, you and I both. It would would be pizza. All right. Last one. Would you rather be the most popular kid in school or the smartest kid in school? I can't be both. I can't be. Nah, you gotta pick popular and smart. So I I would go for the smart kid. I would rather be the smart kid in school. So hopefully I can get out of the school. (laughs) Okay. I'm I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with. The coolest kid in school just to be the coolest opposition. Kid. yeah and, and and to be the devil's advocate here i just know that it is usually is usually not the smartest person that is um ends up being the ceos of the company is usually the right. most is usually the most connected person so i'm a, that's the reason right. why i would go with coolest just to play devil's See, advocate you know I'm, i don't really do good with the attention so I'm, i don't think that i could do it <laughs> I, I don't, don't either i'll suck cool it up kid. though I'll suck it up. No, well, no I'll let you. I'll let you have the cool kid, and I'll stick. With, <laughs> there we go. I'll stick with the honor roll. There, he said, "I'll stick with honor <laughs> roll." All right, hey man. So we 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 getting ready to wrap it up, Shaquez. And you know, again, I appreciate you. Uh, with these closing questions, you know, this is uh one question I love to ask all of our guests for the uh, for season three. Uh, is as it's a theme for the season. What? How would you define self love, and what does self love mean to you? So I would define so defining self love. I would I would say is kind of I don't want to sound cliche, but I feel like it's kind of in the name. Um, you know, just being able to accept yourself, mm-hmm. um, being able to love yourself. You know, the good, the bad, the ugly, the past, the things that you regret. 
Um, and what was it? It was another question you just asked that was related to that. How do yeah, I? What does it mean? Yeah. What does it mean to you? How do you internalize self-love? So internalizing self-love is, is, and I think it's the same way with, as I define it, define it is honestly just accepting um, some of the things that most people don't want to accept about themselves or accepting some of the mistakes I've made, accepting, you know, other things. And then knowing that, that at the end of the day, I have to go home to myself right mm-hmm. at, at the, i have to get up and go to work with myself um and when all of this is over when when the life is over i'm it's going to end you know just just me by myself um mm-hmm. so i think it's a really big thing for me to just honestly not beat myself up which a lot of people who are overthinkers can consistently do that um beat themselves up over things but i definitely say just you know accepting your your weaknesses or your flaws and just is just working to better those just work and you'll be so gratified as you see yourself getting better over and over even if it's the small things like oh i didn't eat five cookies today i only ate four cool i'm getting closer to one cookie (laughs) right Mm -hmm. so i think that's that's a big thing yeah i think that's That's important and and i love that definition especially the the learning from your mistakes and not being yourself up about your mistakes you know a lot of times you know when we make mistakes we can be so hard on ourselves to where it allows us to make uh you know even more mistakes because now we get more and more careless because of how hard we're being on ourselves where if we learn to you know accept the mistake that we did you know uh apologize to ourselves and apologize to the people that we may have hurt in that mistake you know it that is is how we get closer to avoiding it happening again you know growing and you know becoming a better person as opposed to holding on to that and saying, I can't believe I did this. I can't believe I made the mistake. And just repeating that cycle over and over again. I'm, I'm with you on that one. Definitely. So what would you say would be some advice that you would give? You're walking down the street, uh, the streets of Tennessee, and you happen to see uh, 18-year-old Shaquez. What would be some advice that you would give 18-year-old you? To feed my mind. I would definitely say that. To, to feed my mind a little bit more. Because at 17, 18, the music I was listening to at that time, the movies I was reading, the videos I was watching, the social media I was on, I look back and I see that that really made the person I am or the person that I was at that time. Mm. So I definitely say just just feed yourself. If you have to wake up and listen to your favorite song in the morning or if you have to go read your your favorite book, whether it's Lead from the Front, right, mm-hmm. um, or listen to podcasts or maybe do the affirmation uh, to where you're writing down 10 things you know that you want out of life and just saying, I will be successful, I will open a business or being specific with those things. Um, I would definitely say just it's, it's the content that you take in, especially at the age of 16, 17, 18, um, the content that you take in. And now, um, and that's kind of the reason, like, if, I think you asked me one of those fun questions. Uh, if if I was in the elevator, what would be one of the songs I would play? I think I had to switch that up because a couple of years ago, I would have said like Meek Mill or the rest of Sean, right? And then I, I know I probably would have been in the elevator ready to get out. I probably would have been stressing, things like that. But it's, it's the small things that, you're feed, that you feed yourself, they come into your ear, but it goes all the way down to your subconscious. So if mm-hmm. you're feeding yourself bad music at 17, 18, 30, 40, um, or, you know, bad TV shows, or you're around bad friends at the time who give off those bad energy, that's going to be the person that you become because it's going to go to your subconscious. So it just starts mm-hmm. over with changing your music, changing your lifestyle, 
um, so that you can feed your subconscious something better. And then you'll be able to mm-hmm. make those good decisions, those clear-minded decisions. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Taking care of the garden that lies within your head, you know, picking out those weeds and, you know, nurturing the garden, any opportunity that you have. I think that's a great, great, some great feedback for an 18 year old, you know, um, young, young man. I, I definitely, I'm definitely with you on that one. So yeah, Shaquez, you know, I appreciate you for, for joining us and, and, you know, taking time out of your evening. Like I said, I would definitely want to give you this opportunity now in, in this space to, you know, plug yourself in, tell us, where we can find you, you know, any opportunities or, uh, you know, business news that you have, some things that you're super excited about. Now's the time to share. Yeah, thank you, man. So you guys can definitely, I will drop my Instagram tag. You can definitely find me on Instagram, q.com. That's with two M, so q.com. Uh, in LinkedIn, I'll add my LinkedIn as well, which is Shaquez Bentley Campbell or Shaquez Campbell. You should be able to find me from either or. And what was your second question, Q? My bad. <laughs> yeah, no. What um, do you have any exciting news to share with us? Any business news? Any updates? Um, any projects that you're working on, or some things that you're super excited about? Yeah, definitely. So KB Direct is, and I feel like this has another thing to do with that growth. KB Direct is preparing to move forward without me, um, in the month of March, March 2022. So um, the team is. You know, everybody's getting promoted right now. Everybody's moving up. And of course, we're still recruiting at this time. If any of you guys were interested, you can Google KB Direct and you'll definitely be able to find us. Apply if you're interested. Um, But with us preparing for the transition for me to leave in March, there's a very big uh, business venture that I'm looking into, which may require me to relocate to Houston, Texas in the spring of next year. I don't want to speak too much on exactly what industry that's going to be in, but, you know, just KB Direct, everything we're doing now at KB Direct is preparing us for the next business venture that we take. Absolutely. Well, uh, sending that positive vibe and that, that, that great energy to that new venture on whatever that may be. And, you know, kudos to you for, you know, having that growth that you've seen to be able to, you know, free your time up, you know, come March 2022. So super proud of you, brother, man. Appreciate you for uh, tuning in and sharing your story and sharing, you know, taking advantage of this platform to help out others as well. So I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And as always to our millionaires, I'm super thankful to have you all a part of the show week in, week out. As I always say, uh, just thanks in advance for becoming the change agents that you're bound to become especially as you apply some of the principles that you heard today from Shaquez. Uh, Before we go, if you are planning a team outing, family excursion, or you just need to plan some leisure time, but you want to do it in some style, reach out to my friends over at Move Around, a leisure management service that provides yachts and other water sport experiences, spa and self-care activities, and a whole lot more. To learn a lot more about their their services and learn more about move around and how you can get involved. If you want to visit www.movearoundmgmt.com or follow them on Instagram at move around underscore MGMT. But with that being said, guys, I'm your, I'm your guy, Kai speaks. And you just heard it from Shaquez Campbell on moving your business across States. Just remember to keep focused, build momentum and drive results so you can live abundantly. Peace. Hey guys, so thanks to you all, the Million Dollar Mind podcast has went global. The number one passion and attraction podcast in the world right now, with huge support from the UK, Ireland, France, Belgium, Tanzania, and of course the United States. 
With this accomplishment, we are getting bigger and better than ever. Now that said, we are soon incorporating video production and YouTube platform to the show so you guys can witness the podcast in full effect. You can now become a supporter of the Million Dollar Mind podcast by visiting the link in the description below. Share your support with me via email and you will receive a free gift. Tis the season to give. Peace.